Happy Sunday, everybody. This is a Sunday session. I'm Mike Mead. With me, as always, is Brendan Mulligan. Hello there. And Yuri, you man, Botfield. How are you, man? What's up? So. He's hanging out. A little while ago. Hanging. We talked about The Simpsons. Today, we're going to sort of throw back to that same sort of show and talk about my favorite show of all time, Seinfeld. Very excited to be uh, quarterbacking this episode. Uh, we'll get to where it uh, ranks on your guys' Mount Rushmore's later. Uh, although mm, I I'll start thinking mine, about that now. Because uh, that's, that's valid. Is that going to be overall show or just comedy show? Well, we can talk about it. Okay. I'm just picturing a Mount Rushmore. I have to make Rushmore. a spot decision. Yeah. I'm just picturing like a Mount Rushmore of, you know. Of the Seinfeld uh, characters? No, that, but also just like of my favorite TV shows. It's kind of funny to yeah. picture all their faces. Were you, like, were you thinking Seinfeld characters or where it falls in terms of our our own? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys where it falls in uh, your TV comedy. Okay, you've, you've got me on pins and needles. Okay. Pan- Pantheon. Sure. In the... Yeah. Um, but, I mean, speaking of characters and a, and a Mount Rushmore of characters. Why don't we just start with uh, your your favorite character, Brendan? I think it's relevant in a show like Seinfeld. I, I should, let, let, let's keep it primary characters for now. We'll get to secondary yeah. later on. A show like Seinfeld where there's four distinctive characters. Because yeah. on, on Simpsons, I guess it's four as well. Uh, no one's going to be a Lisa fan. You can't really be a Maggie <laughs> fan. Your Marge is, you know, fairly annoying. So you're kind of, if you're picking primaries, you're kind of almost relegated to Homer or Bart. Naturally. And, and here, I feel like you can, this is a clear choice of four. Yep. And it denotes what personality type you are, almost in a <laughs> Myers-Briggsian sort of way. Uh, and what type of personality are you? I'm an Elaine. Oh, yeah. I'm wow. in Elaine because I'm a get-out type of person. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's a good call. Oh, I do see some Elaine in you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, it – and Jerry's alluded to this in, in sort of a humble way, but he said who got really the awards and who got the best lines, it wasn't really him. It was the three satellite characters sure. of, you know, Kramer, George, Elaine – and uh, and for my money, Elaine gets the most of those three. Okay, just the best, most solid she... lines. And I'll and I'll back this up with a couple of quotes uh, and scenarios after you guys lay yours down. Uh, I was just gonna comment on the uh, Elaine thing. Um, <laughs> the sponge when she's like, and you're, you're gonna trim the sideburns. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of the sideburns. <laughs> All right, let's go. You, man, do you have a favorite of the primary four? Um, I got to go George. Yeah? It, the show's about George. I mean, like... Ooh, hot take. Yes, it's... Well, yeah, but, like, the the whole show is based on Jerry Seinfeld's interaction with Larry David, who is George Costanza. True. So, like, the whole thing is their friendship. And although it starts out as the Seinfeld Chronicles, and it's more about jerry as a comedian and like you watch the pilot in the first season and it's kind of like where's this going like who is this guy and then you know season three and four he starts to become this like asshole like <laughs> you just they're like this dude is the best like he just you know he will do anything at all costs 
to make sure. But however, George Costanza, best character maybe in television history. There's way too many quotes to mention. He's he's the best. He's the, he's the most like coffee shop George, lion George. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like I love that George, and I love him too. Like that. I mean, the whole Jerry's thing, even like, Steven. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kramer, it, Kramer's your Kramer's your like your other side of the coin where he's always your wackadoo winning, comic relief. Where, but he's no, but it's where he, he like if you look at like the even Steven thing, right? Like George is always coming up short. Kramer always ends up on top. Like Jerry always ends up in the middle. Kramer yeah. winds up with money. But Elaine, he never works Elaine, a day in his life. Right. Elaine is kind of yeah. Well, no, George says it. He's like Elaine he, comes he, from he's money. like fantasy camp. He's like his whole life is a fantasy <laughs> camp. Fall. He's like he's like so. What does he say? He's like sleep around. He's like have sex with no relationship. Fall ass backwards into money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I would pay two thousand dollars to live like him, like that's just like dialogue that is, yeah, unreal. It's, I, I think it's, I think it'd be hard to, uh, hard to argue that with with your statement that George might be the best character of all time. I mean, it's might be factually correct. Yeah. My my favorite. I'm going with Jerry though. He is my favorite. Uh, he just he can't not be funny as uh, Elaine and George tell him at that restaurant. Just <laughs> yeah. every everything he's doing is just funny in the most subtle ways. The when he puts the fucking Pez dispenser on Elaine's leg and yeah. makes her like completely lose her <laughs> shit. And George's girlfriend's playing piano. When you're sort of devoid of empathy or a soul or feeling bad or anything like that like these characters all four are yeah then you're you can you can get away with the humor like jerry knowing in his heart of hearts that he's better than everyone <laughs> it's not even a question right but when someone does something like when his belt buckle clinks the side of a urinal he just throws it right in the trash <laughs> when someone else doesn't do that they disgust him right so well well that's considered like ocd behavior basically to him that is the norm right and and none of them do feel bad uh even flashing all the way forward to the finale where you know, the irony was that they would be fucking someone over. Because right. the whole show is about all four of them. And how horrible walking, they are. Walking over everyone. <laughs> yeah, but there, there are times where, uh, like, specifically Jerry makes sacrifices. Like, taking Banya out for two soups, two soup lunches. Because he, like, yeah, he, he had to. Well, no, no, no. It's but he's like social contract. But he could have, right. yeah, he could have just, like, you know what I mean? He could have just not done it. Like you live in New That's York City, you never have to see that person again. But he chose. Well, to he's, like, a, he's a fellow comedian he now. Have a but good no, reputation but he cho- he he chose to honor the bet like an adult. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. so he he went out. He's of a his, man of principle. That's true. He went out of his way to do that. He hang out with he hung out with fragile fragile Frankie Merman, who would go <laughs> dig holes in the, in the woods oh, and the sit on me, dude. The summer me, dude. If this band's is rocking. <laughs> Frank and, Frank and Estelle are doing it in the van, and he's like, oh "Yeah, my don't God. go knocking." Uh, George, George, that's like bad boy George, and he's got the he's like <laughs> driving his the, his dad's GTO up with his cousin. Yeah, no, he's that he he has that girl that Elaine right. won't let him talk to. Him. Oh, right, right, right. And his old thing. I'm a yet. bootlegger. I'm a bootlegger. <laughs> movies, bootlegger movies. <laughs> he's like chewing gum and stuff. Oh, it's so good. Oh, because he's got that big bag. 
a candy or whatever? Is that no, the same? no, different, it's different. Different movie bootleg yeah. episode. Yeah. That's that's the one. Well, no, that is yeah, that is the same thing. Yeah, where uh, it's not Devola. It's no, but it's, it's a different. That's like a one-time character. Yeah, yeah. okay, because that that guy Brody, I think, is Brody. Brody. He's like, yeah, maybe if you would have shared some of that candy, you wouldn't have such a stone. He's like, maybe if you li- did lick your fingers after you took every piece of candy, you would have shared some. Uh, speaking of quotes, you guys got any uh, favorites that stand out for you? I've got a few Elaine ones, which will support my case pretty well. Okay. Hold up. Okay, so uh, in support of Elaine, she's got the best overall quote, which is just, get out with a giant shove. It's which, a good catch which gets used about eight times throughout <laughs> the seasons. Uh, the one where she shoved, like... Anytime she shoves Jerry like out of view out of, of the screen, yeah. yeah, it's like that's the best. George Costanza is getting married, and she just like <laughs> launches him like that thing. That's one of the best parts. Get out. Um, and then champagne. Champagne. George, George gets a George gets a toupee, <laughs> and oh. she gets all fed up. She goes, "You're bald." I don't like this thing, and here's what I'm doing with it, and throws it out the fucking window. Yeah, but, but no, first no, she like no. grabs at it, and George like backs off. He's like, no, he Elaine, yeah. he, like he wants, her, he knows what she's doing. Uh, just a quick touch on that, like they go in to get his wig adjusted, mm-hmm. and John and John Lovitz makes a cameo. He's like, hey, Jack. <laughs> and then it turns out he didn't even have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> And they did it for a parking spot, yep. And uh, she goes, well, what was their last one? Um, oh, yeah, still on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the best one she's got uh, is from the one where she has a Christmas card. With her nipple in it. Yeah, and uh, there's two great ones from this. She goes... That's my nipple. <laughs> and then later on, George is pissed off because he didn't get one of the Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's all complaining. She goes, you want a Christmas card? Okay, here's your Christmas card. <laughs> Takes his head and just stuffs it in her boobs. <laughs> Dude, you're... The look on George's face after that is priceless, too. You, man, any favorite quotes? Uh, well, if we're talking about Elaine, the yada yada. Oh, yeah. I she, yada yada sex. She, yeah. She's like, no, I mentioned the bisque. <laughs> And then also the soup Nazi. The whole she kills it at the, the, the end of the soup Nazis. Like she's like yeah. Malagatani. Oh no, <laughs> that's that's, Kramer, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, Newman at the end. But she's like she's like cream of mushroom. But she's like I got you, soup Nazi. <laughs> she walks up and just starts like batting the uh, countertops. Yeah, <laughs> boop, ba, doop, boop. <laughs> like the one thing she's not supposed to do. Yeah, she's like oh my god. And uh, then yeah, at the, that that scene with Newman where he's like. Malagatani. Jambalaya. <laughs> Jambalaya. And he runs away. Yeah. Uh, her, uh, her, that guy she meets, uh, that total loser on, on the subway, who, who then like tracks her down from the TV. Uh, I think he tracks her down from the TV guide that she leaves on the subway. And, and he, so makes, he makes him into like... That big bouquet of flowers. Yeah. But first he's like, says to uh, George's parents who have the TV guides, he's like, oh, these are worth like... A lot of money. 
And that quote I use just all the time, talking about whatever in my life. <laughs> like, I get a lot of mileage out of that. George's parents got separated at one point, mm-hmm. which is, and then, and then come back together. Uh, that's a whole entire storyline of when they break up and he's like he's like i I gotta go down he's like i gotta go downtown to see my mother i gotta go back to queens to see my father my other favorite quote is the sequence uh when uh is this elaine this is well this is when elaine's in the bizarro world uh she's got her new friends and she's like justifying herself to jerry Mm -hmm. uh he's she's like yeah you know they 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 go to the theater (laughs) they read and jerry's like i read and then she's like (laughs) Books, Jerry. Yeah. And he does his facial expression. Is He's just best. so disappointed. He's like, oh. He's like, he does this like, mm. like goes back. To, oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, that's that's going to be my other pick for favorite quote. I think one of the things that's so great about Seinfeld is just how, how accurately it reflects our normal lives. You know, the mundane. Obviously, this is sort of the value proposition of Seinfeld, the show about nothing and everything at the same time. Uh, but it really, you know, struck some sort of, uh, you know, lessons learned or like, I mean, again, like The Simpsons, obviously huge cultural impact with all the different classic characters and quotes. And starting at the same time and us growing up, again, it's an 89 show. It's a, right. It's on must-see TV. And... Uh, the women, I think four of the women who Jerry went on, who dated Jerry, mm-hmm. then went on to be part of Must See TV. So the woman from Frasier, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, the uh, Will and Grace one. She Deborah was, Messing. She was one She of was them. Beth. Right. <laughs> so that whole lineup became... Yeah, no, and a lot of other, you know, sort of, a lot of other actresses, like, had their sort of start there. So, I mean, that's... That's one thing it did for the culture. Yeah, uh, uh, Deborah Messing just to, oh, she makes me think of Tim Watley. <laughs> Go <laughs> and, on. And Tim Watley is just what, like a fantastic secondary <laughs> character. He he has to be actually kind of be up there as like the number one secondary character in the show, outside of Brian Cranston just uh, slumming. Well, he he's in so many different episodes. I, I mean, slumming. I don't think you bite your tongue. I don't think he was slumming. I mean, he was. Well, like, it was a bit part, but he was. He got like, he got doing Malcolm comedy. in the middle after that. I mean, right. But he, then he did Malcolm in the middle directly. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, God, when he converts to Judaism just for the jokes. Yeah. Those aren't buoys. <laughs> you just have to. Is, you have to look at his career in terms of what he like now. Even beyond Breaking Bad, being an Oscar caliber actor. Didn't and, he play FDR? Being being that good at that time. Yeah, no, he was fantastic. I mean, what a career! He has porno in his waiting room, <laughs> and like it's like a, it's an adults only dentist, and, and Jerry's like you talking to Kramer, so you feel the need to use a lot of uh, profanity when you're at the dentist's office. <laughs> Kramer's got all the gauze in his mouth and stuff, and he responds about letting expletives fly. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Um. So yeah, it teaches you to uh, make sure your shirt is still tucked in after you go down, after you go under at the dentist. <laughs> right? That's a lesson learned. That's a lesson learned. Uh, it's a good one. You come out all foggy and your shirt's untucked. Could be, uh, could be trouble. It's not a lie if you believe it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so like, that's, that's a, a good great lesson. lesson. That's a good lesson That's learned. a great yeah, lesson. You learn some good lessons through, uh, through Seinfeld. My favorite is, um, without even mentioning 
the word by by name, Seinfeld taught us so much about masturbation with the contest. Yeah. <laughs> it took me, you know, because they never. I, I was America's like, sexually repressed, and when you have an episode, to even still be talking about the episode and as groundbreaking now. Right, and back then it was just hugely out of nowhere. Yeah, like, but it, that was it, so outrageous. It came out. It came out when we were like eight. Right. So I don't even think I was masturbating at the time. So I don't even think I was like quite getting a lot of the jokes in there. But then again, when the reruns start coming, um, you know, and that's what's great about Seinfeld too is you know you can watch it over and over again, and you'll notice new things, new little funny things each time. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, that again, we talked about this with The Simpsons, but where you become the master of your craft in terms of being a Seinfeld viewer is on those <laughs> syndicated apps from 6 to 7. Right. You're putting in work every every weeknight. <laughs> just just watching, getting those quotes down. Just watching, watching film. Just getting it done. I mean, this is we're talking about just like basic cable, you know? Yeah. And and you I mean could, that's what I watch during dinner, like every every night. You could get two different cable networks that were on different seasons. And, yep. And get double doses. Yep. <laughs> Tr- really quad doses, because sometimes they would do back to back Seinfeld on two different networks, mm-hmm. two different season mm-hmm. paths. So you were potentially getting up to four a night. And then even throughout college, it was just there's a Seinfeld on. On Somewhere. some channel at, at, every, at every hour of the day, pretty much. Like you, can find, you can go find one if you want to watch one. That's a good point. Because um, you could... <laughs> and, and it's funny when it, like when you catch it at like the beginning of the you know the first like couple seasons and then you you know you just kind of forget about it and then you don't watch it. And then you pick it up like a couple months later when you're just flipping through the channels and it's like the butter shave. <laughs> and you're like, I will sit down and watch this episode yeah, you can, 100% you can plop down of the time. At any scene in any yeah, episode. It doesn't matter where it is because you could just be like, I mean, granted, the first two seasons are kind of rough, but um, three, four. Like, yeah, it really starts to hit its stride in three, probably. It's fantastic. Um, they break them down as uh, just here on Wikipedia, defining them based on like who was kind of involved. So, for context, Larry David's the showrunner from the beginning until... Uh, season 8. Well, no, he, do, he doesn't do the really? last two. End of season 7. Oh, really? I, so, I, Jerry becomes a showrunner for 8 and 9. That's and that, That's where season they... There is a distinct... Oh, okay. um, I didn't realize you were saying in the beginning. Like, yeah, um, just like he stopped before season 8. Okay. Um, so... There is a distinct uh, sort of change in tone, I would say. But it's also... It's, it's not just Larry David. It's it's the uh, it's the other Larry. Um, One of the writers? Yeah, no. It's like... Uh, what's his name? Oh, Jesus Christ. I should absolutely know this. But it's the other Larry. And that dude is like... He wrote for like three, four. And it was like weird and kind of dark. And like it was like the parking garage. Right. You know what I mean? And it was like... You go back, there's like a ton of shit that goes in behind like the way that he would just, like Larry David would just hire all these dudes, get all their ideas and fire yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, everybody kind of knows that, I guess. But. Oh, Larry, Larry Charles. Larry Charles, yeah. To the, yeah, the guy who did Borat. Yeah. And, uh, several other, I mean, a bunch of Curb stuff. I and, mean, if you look at his, uh, his, like, the episodes that he wrote and, like, produced, like, they're, they're pretty legendary. Yeah. They um, say season four to five is where they started getting the Nielsen ratings. 
That makes sense. And uh, and then with season six and seven, Andy Ackerman replaces Tom Sharones as director of the show. Sharones. Okay, so new director for season six and seven. But I think I think eight and nine is really when you notice sort of the sort of change in humor. It gets, Bizarro Jerry, Chicken Roaster. Yeah, it's that really sort of out kicks, there, outrageous gag. The Foundation, the Van Buren Boys, the Money, the Muffin Tops. <laughs> but it talks about the story the arc Van Buren that goes Boys. all the way through the Peterman thing with all those episodes. Mm-hmm. And Jay how Peterman. by the end Kramer is responding to what happened earlier in the season, so you are getting more through lines, right? I it's mean, definitely uh, sort of more intricate, and you know the the plot lines dovetail. Didn't you have uh, a cologne <laughs> that gets like dropped at one point? Yeah, that uh, Kramer had the Calvin Klein. Yeah, uh, yeah. the beach, <laughs> the beach. Haven't we seen you before? Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think those later seasons are where you get some of those sort of most classically identifiable just phrases, you know, like the muffin tops, the chicken roaster, the bizarro world, like these sort of uh, classic sort of concepts that sort of everybody knows about as, as a culture. Yada Yada is probably a later one, I believe. That's yada Yada, I believe, is, is later. Soup Nazi came around a little earlier. That was, uh, that's pretty, uh, pretty iconic. The little kicks the is great because it shows that Elaine dancing. Elaine can't dance, and that's a classic. Another, yeah, another thing that kind of humanizes her because, or again, makes them seem more like a robot. Whatever your thesis is on these people, you know, yeah. if you if you analyze them in any way, it's almost not worth it because it's taking it's taking away what's human and just making someone who's almost there to just make fun of society or just to and you've got a costanza who still thinks he has all the answers and just yeah. can't he can't get a good hand <laughs> right. he gets caught cheating until on he an stops IQ having test. sex yeah <laughs> then he's telling the yankees how to win the world series he's like absolute zero <laughs> of course of course you think you speak portuguese it's, like, it's just physics boys <laughs> No, yeah, when he's sitting there and he's like, he's like, honestly, yeah, <laughs> it's velocity and power. <laughs> he's like, we won the World Series in six games. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go through some of our favorite secondary characters. They're bosses in terms of Elaine and George's bosses. Peterman. Peterman, Pittman, Mr. Pitt. Pitt. Uh, Mr. Lipman. Mr. Lit- yeah, sorry, Mr. Lipman. And Peterman, then, Pitt, and Lipman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kruger, George's boss. That guy's hilarious. Jackie. K. Uger. Jackie's up there. Uh, oh, you mean. Who Jack- told you to put a bomb on? Jackie Charles, was, <laughs> Jackie Jackie Charles, Charles. wasn't like a boss, though. He was like. He no, was, no, 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 no. I just, he's I just, just can't. I mean, he I was a boss. I can't help but like, bring him up. Yeah. Um, no, he's he's unreal. Steinbrenner. Played Stein, by. Voiced by Larry David. He's as close yeah. as Kramer ever gets to a boss. Yeah. Right. Um, it's egregious. I think my Outrageous. favorite secondaries, maybe Uncle Leo. Or maybe Frank Costanza. Yeah, Frank is unreal. 
Ooh, I stopped short. <laughs> I mean, Easy uh, Mandelbaum, yeah. played by Lloyd Bridges. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, Frank, Frank Costanza, the bro, um, the billiards. Yeah, he's, he's the got billiards, real hooters. The billiards, hooters. the billiards episode where he, him and Kramer are playing pool. The maestro. With, with the maestro. Oh, the, the maestro is a classic. But I got to say Bob Sacramento. Bob Sacramento, yeah. He gets put into so many different, like, interesting situations throughout the entire series. And he, you never see him. But also just the names. That it's they just come a up great with. name. Yeah. Seinfeld with a lot of great fake names. Yeah, oh my God. My buddy Jay Riemenschneider, he eats <laughs> horse all the time. Gets it from his butcher. Uh. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, this one time. Me and Corky Ramirez, we were up on 94th Street. <laughs> me, me, him, and Newman were up on 94th Street playing pachinko. Sally Weaver, played by Kathy Griffin. Wow. Yeah, she was good. She was a good character. She was only in a couple apps, right? She was only in a couple. She did the, the devil. She was like, I'm the devil, Jerry Seinfeld. Right. She's like... Uh, what about uh, Susan? Susan, that, I never found that funny, but she served a pretty pivotal role in she the show. Was, I mean... Dude, the one episode at the ve- it's at the end. She's like uh, at the end of the series. Jerry's like George, make some make some invitations, and uh, he's like, yes, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. And he's don't like, skip. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, George, don't skip on the invitation. <laughs> he froths, he scores. The uh, Jimmy, yeah. Ooh, the, yeah. The Jimmy was a great one-time secondary character. Hey, Nicky. Um, oh, Kenny Banya. Kenny Banya. Come on, Steinbrenner, voiced by Larry David. Yeah. The, he Le, Steinbrenner. Jack Klompus is so hilarious. Uh, and when he calls up the the uh, the calzone is an amazing episode. Oh yeah. When he so has well, to have the Shenzhen's in the building. <laughs> I can smell him. Uh, and when Steinbrenner calls up the uh, the the chicken. Equivalent of Steinbrenner, you remember that? Oh, the Purdue, yeah, the guy from Purdue Farms. Yeah, he's like they're Maybe. trying to make some sort of <laughs> fermented chicken drink. <laughs> uh, Morty Seinfeld was replaced after the original couple shows. Yeah, and the dude, <laughs> cheap fabric and dim lighting. That's how you move merchandise. Oh, Putty! David how do we putty. not talk about Putty? David Putty. Putty is uh, Putty's a classic. I think he'd be he'd Putty's be going up number there. one in a lot of secondary character drafts. The, um, this, the, the list we're looking at now says Costanza, Peterman, Putty, which isn't a bad top three. And then they throw this a, is a list that you found I on mean, the yeah, internet. Yeah, just kind of going through that a bunch Bookman of character, the library, the the library, library cop, Newman. whose yeah. name is Bookman, is one of my favorites. Sue, but, no, he's legit. I like Sue Ellen Mischke yeah. and Jack Klompus. Those are my picks. Just take the pen. <laughs> take the pen. Klompus is uh, Morty Seinfeld. He's like, sort I'm not going to drive that right? death trap. Yeah. He drives. The, the he sells him the Cadillac. He sells him the Cadillac and he dumps it in the swamp and then he wants his money back. Yeah. He's the guy with oh, the astronaut pen. I just you a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep, there's uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Okay, so I'll I'll just start throwing out some episodes, and you guys can uh, can comment as we do here. Um, we talked about the opposite a little. George is up, Elaine is down, Jerry is even, Steven. <laughs> yeah. 
His um, lunch his lunch order. I'll have chicken salad on wheat. He says like with potato salad or something like that. And a gl- and a cup of tea. <laughs> and then that hot babe stands up and <laughs> I couldn't help but notice it. You yeah. noticed the exact thing. I'll have tuna salad. Um with a side of tuna on toast. Yeah. Um Kramer's also on Regis and Kathy Lee with the coffee table book in that episode too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a coffee table book. I love coffee table. Breaches. So that's good. Oh, we didn't we didn't talk about the bubble boy at all. Which is a classic from season four. Quintessential. The moops. Um, the moops. The moops. And Trivial you, Pursuit. And you another who. 90s reference. Yeah. Because yeah. that had a little resurgence after the old school. That uh, has uh, that has um, Bill Murray's brother um, in it. He's the dad. He's the... Uh, he's the Bubble Boy's dad. He's the Bubble Boy's dad. He does, he's Nova's arcade. He's the guy, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. That's one of the Murrays. Um I was playing an old an old game of Trivial Pursuit uh, a long time ago, and we came across that card with the moops on it. It's a real thing. No. Yeah. It actually is a misprint. Yeah. That wasn't just for the show. Well, I mean, I'm sure you know they got it from the. Well, because what what Larry David used to do, and this is his brilliance, is he would. Uh, get new writers every year and just cull all of their personal anecdotes and then just fire everyone mm-hmm. and and then just get new people in to have new anecdotes so i can see that having happened to someone right and then david just rips it <laughs> off and just sends the guy packing um and thank god he did because that's a great episode um the bubble boy <laughs> Uh, the dealership with David Putty is great. That's the Twix with the cookie crunch. Twix. <laughs> How does Putty they got you on your back? They got you on your back, Cherry. The only person who can overshadow Putty is Costanza. Right. Uh, he's like uh, when he mentions something, he's like, ah. <laughs> Costanza <laughs> almost sounds Italian, but you never really get a sense because no. Frank does like Festivus, and uh, I mean, right. I guess they're also. They're all supposed to be Jewish. Right. Well, they also, he also brings back like a bunch of like uh, like Christianity statues from Korea. That was like a whole thing. That was like a whole story, <laughs> like a storyline. Who George's dad? Yeah, Frank. Like he had all these like statues, like these Christianity statues from Korea. <laughs> I, I only vaguely remember that. Oh. Um. Festivus involves putting up just a steel pole. I think it's aluminum. Oh, it's, it's aluminum. It's aluminum, yeah. <laughs> um, I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> uh, the, we should probably just acknowledge the backwards episode as a thing that happened. Like, mm-hmm. not, not a lot of people were crazy about that episode, but I think it was a pretty interesting thing to do. The Timberlands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they go to the Indian wedding and George paints the Timberlands black. <laughs> yeah. And then the girl who she thinks saw he's the... fooling the whole time is like, George, we all know they're Timberlands. <laughs> um, that episode, I remember when it aired, um, you know, it had the, the the first scene shows up, but it has the end credits yes. over the first scene. Mm-hmm. And so I turned it on and saw these end credits and I thought I'd missed the episode and I was about to throw a fit. Because you know, back then you couldn't you couldn't just DVR these things and watch them over again. I would have missed that well, there, episode for there's, good. There's there's no way of knowing when you would 
get that back because people weren't right. in the business of really taping one-off episodes like that. Right. It was literally and must who knows see. when that's going to air in syndication? Not for years, probably. It was down must. The road. It some, literally some was must-see TV. It was must-see TV. Because uh, yeah, there was no access to it until DVDs and VHS compilations came out years later. Right. Um, or you found somebody who like put a blank tape in and taped it. A bootlegger, yeah. like Brody. <laughs> Brody. <laughs> Maybe you didn't lick your fingers. Um, uh, what did we the we said the opposite? Chicken roaster. I know you're marine really biologist. Oh I mean, God. that's on me. Me and uh, Yuri, no, both of our no list. the chicken roaster. The chicken roaster. When 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 uh, Jerry when Newman. Kramer no, when, yeah, but like at the end when Newman is ordering all the chicken because Kramer is obsessed <laughs> with it, and he's <laughs> like he's like broccoli. <laughs> It's like, Newman, you wouldn't eat broccoli if it was deep-fried in chocolate sauce. <laughs> and he's like, I love broccoli. <laughs> and then he eats it, and he throws it up, and he's like, vile weed. <laughs> and then he, then he like requests a shot of honey mustard. I need mustard. And yeah, and then he shoots it back. It's so over the top. That might and like, be Newman's top moment. It's so over the top. It's so dramatic. But like the, it's, it's, it's amazing. And then, yeah, the marine biologist is is way up there. The final monologue of George's at the end is, I don't know, yeah. maybe the funniest scene in TV history? I don't know. Yeah. Wait, um, is, is that a title list? <laughs> um, the race where, uh, where Jerry dates <laughs> Lois, <laughs> whose boss is the guy Jerry beat in a race back in high school. Duncan. Uh, yeah, Duncan. Duncan. Good call. <laughs> and uh, Who is played by, um, oh, man. He kind of looks like Rob Hubel, but he's not. Like, <laughs> he's been in a bunch of. I mean, you would know him if you saw him. Yeah. Like he's, I should know who he is. Race him, Jerry. Um, where I, uh, I choose not to run. <laughs> where that that scene where George walks into the restaurant where they're eating, and they're pretending like uh, they don't know George from mm. you know since high school, and so George they have that Costanza? little. Stands. He's like, uh, so you really went bald there, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah. yeah it was right around the time I made my first million. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm an architect. Uh touching back on marine biologist, um, they also had the subplot of Jerry tells Elaine that uh War and Peace was named after <laughs> war. What, what is, is it good, good for? Absolutely she, nothing. She's like, ha ha. And Jerry's like, no, 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 Elaine, it's true. Uh, his mistress didn't like the title and insisted he change it to War and Peace. She's like, but it's a line from that song. He goes, yeah, that's where they got it from. <laughs> She's like, really? He's like, I'm not joking. Uh, Professional comedian. Just uh, fu- just fucking with her. And they. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like I said, he can't, he can't not be funny. And she tells that she tells that Russian author that. Right. That's the best. He starts off with, hey, you know what? I read the most unbelievable thing about Tolstoy the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which episode was that? That's the... uh, The original title for That was the Marine Biologist? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, just real quick on the the, um, the chicken roaster. The, the, The whole interaction between Jerry and Seth, where he's like, he runs into his buddy... And he's like, uh, he's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, let's have lunch. Come on. He's like, how's Moochie? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's uh, like, I kind of, he's like, I got to go. Like, I got to kind of got like a big meeting that I got to, got to get to. He's like, ah, skip it. 
And then he skips it and he's like so He's like, I really only knew you through Moochie. <laughs> yeah, that's the best line. I usually say that like if we're talking about things that uh you know from Seinfeld, like lines you use in everyday life, that's definitely one of them as well. <laughs> but I only know you through Moochie. Um all right, I think I think my favorite episode, I'm gonna go with the Bizarro Jerry, where you got Elaine off in the Bizarro world. It's a good one. You got George in the Forbidden City, <laughs> that uh, hot nightclub like with the models. It's like a bold cab salve. And then Kramer goes to work with the with the briefcase full of Ritz yeah. crackers. <laughs> yeah, what's in the briefcase? Crackers. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, and Jerry's dating Manhands in that episode. Oh yeah. Um, That's where they get into some of the more fantastical storylines. Those later storylines, yeah. Sure, you're not drinking your beer. <laughs> it wasn't a, <laughs> it wasn't a twist, twist off. off. Um, yeah, those later seasons, the more sort of... It's like dating George the Animal Steel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That's so great. Uh, and, uh, that, that was also Kramerica Industries. Where it was, uh, Kramer had the not in that same episode. No, 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 no. no. But uh, that same season where they're getting right. into those loopy kind of and George episodes. is working for Play Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's well, like, you need a rubber ball. Well, Play Now has yeah. got lots. Of <laughs> yeah, because that's saying, the one they're doing the voice. The episode, the episode where Kramer goes to work is which one again? That's the, that's uh, the one with with Manhands and and Bizarro. Bizarro and, Jerry. Yeah. Um, to talk about Bizarro Jerry, uh, Reggie's. They're like, I yeah, Reggie. Re- I can't go to Reggie's. He's like, but Reggie's that's a big salad. <laughs> oh no, can I have a big salad? Yeah, they don't have a at, big salad. at Reggie's and they don't even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, can I have a Denver omelet? Uh, she's like, what is that? Like, uh, but also Bizarro Jerry when Elaine is over at um, the, the the other guy's house, Kevin. and Kevin, she goes into the fridge, opens up the olives, and starts eating them. He's like, hey. What are you doing? What, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like eating olives. He's like, ever heard of asking? <laughs> and it's just like, and then he does the. I got the tickets to La Boheme, and he does the. She does the get out, like almost. <laughs> it almost kills her. Feldman, <laughs> haven't you done enough? Haven't you done enough? Yeah. And then uh, also George, can I? Can I come? So we already. We already got a George. George. No hugging and no learning was a. Yeah. Sort of an unofficial policy yes. for, for the Seinfeld writers' yeah. room. No hugging, no learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Larry David uh, sounding thing. Yeah. Anyway, I think we can end there. Happy Sunday, folks. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sunday Session Podcast.